Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you with me. Great to have you exploring some of the awesome themes, some of the terrible themes, some of the exciting themes and interesting themes of our generation. I want to look at the recent events related to impeachment and do so from a different perspective. Let me start here. Not long ago, Warren Buffett surprised the business world in particular, but everybody who heard him, by saying there was a way that everyone could increase their worth by 50%. Think about that. Everybody could increase their worth by 50%. Man, I can tell you the world leaned in, as, as you probably are right now. When Warren Buffett speaks, everyone listens. And when he says you can increase your worth by 50%, you want to know how. You know what he said? He said the way that most people can increase their worth by 50% is by learning to speak well. By learning to speak well. Now, you already know if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis that uh, that's not a surprise to me. One of the things we do at our firm is that we coach speakers, and we do it particularly with the leadership class in Washington, D.C. And this is not a commercial. I'm just reminding some of you that this is a space that I live in and practice in uh, with my firm all the time. What's interesting as I watch world events, what's interesting recently as I watch the impeachment proceedings is to notice the, the difference between those who speak well and those who don't. Because the reality is that someone who speaks well, someone who has practiced, someone who has worked at it, someone who is persuasive and convincing, can frankly not know what they're talking about. They cannot have their facts straight. They cannot be that well informed that I'm not choosing sides and I'm not going to name names. And still, they can have an impact. Now, some of the folks in the impeachment proceedings, some of the folks on the floor of the House and the Senate are clients of ours, past and present. And I'm telling you that it's fascinating to watch from just purely a speaker-coach perspective uh, how people gain power, gain influence, and how it affects our national life. And I'm doing two things at once here. I'm going to be looking a little bit at the impeachment proceedings, uh, but I'm also going to be, as I sometimes do in these pod, in these podcasts, uh, urging you towards how to be a better leader and be more effective in what you do. So I'm doing two things at once. I'm going to bring that coaching side a little bit back a little bit more. We've been so busy with politics in recent months and years that I haven't brought the coaching side into it quite as much. Um, but I want to do both today. I want to talk to you about what I saw in the proceedings from a speaking perspective. But I also want to urge you to get the help you need to be the speaker that you need to be. It's fascinating to watch, for example, Adam Schiff. Now, I realize that when I mention any of these people, some of you who are listening to my podcast are going to roll your eyes. What an idiot. We hate him. And some of you are going to say, hey, he's fantastic. From purely a speaking perspective, Adam Schiff is very effective. You may not like one word he said. I'm not talking about content. I'm more talking about the presentation, the way he speaks, the gift he has to communicate. 
Adam Schiff looks around the room. He alters the intonation of his voice. He is informed. He is smooth. And I'll tell you something else. One of the keys to really great speaking, and this is going to sound counterintuitive, is that you can't be thinking too much while you speak. When people think too much while they speak, when they don't know what it is they want to say, when they're not connected to the audience and thinking in terms of how to communicate with them and what they need to hear, but instead thinking and being preoccupied with what they need to say next, they hesitate a lot. They pause a lot. They, 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 they don't get the job done like they really should. Adam Schiff is not that way. Uh, he knows what he wants to say. He's paying attention to the people. He has a cause he believes in. may not be your cause, but it's his, and he's very good. Now, let me give you an example of someone else. Uh, On the other side, there's a woman named Pam Bondi. Now, Pam Bondi can be a very, very good communicator, very good communicator. Um, But she got up recently during Q&A, and Q&A is a little unfair to a speaker, um, especially in that context on the Senate, because the question is thrown to them at the last minute. Um, Then a choice is made as to who's going to answer it. They quickly have to pull their facts together, stand up, and then on international television, answer questions that you know, the results of which may lead to the impeachment or non-impeachment of a president. It's pretty high stakes going on. Well, Pam Bondi is an attractive woman. She's a gifted woman. She's uh, years of experience. Uh, she's well-spoken, but she got up without fully having, I'm just talking about in one case, otherwise she's quite effective. She got up just in one case uh, and did not quite have her pages turned where she needed them to be turned. So she started sentences and then she stopped and paged through it, made it look like she didn't know what she was doing, made it look like she couldn't speak without a script, made it look like she was fumbling around and it left a lot of dead air, which as you can imagine at moments like that does not serve you well. So I'm not speaking of how she is a speaker in general, but just how she was at that moment. And uh, the reports of that moment The citations from that moment, the evaluation of that moment in the press was extremely negative, even though she's, again, a well-spoken woman um, who is making a case she believes in and and a case that, you know, the majority of Americans, at least uh, by a few percentage points, um, tend to lean towards. So it should have been uh, low-hanging fruit for her. It should have been an easy pitch. But just because of that fumbling around, she was interpreted to not have done well, when, like I say, she's otherwise a very effective speaker. This is what affects your national life far more than you would know. There are people who are good speakers. There are people who are clumsy speakers. I would say that our president is a clumsy speaker. Um, There are people who are smooth. There are people who are funny. I'd say that Lindsey Graham probably does a better job with humor and with kind of a a southern wisecracking, hard-hitting kind of smack-around way of speaking. Um, he's more likely to cuss. He's more likely to whip out a Southernism. He's more likely to, uh, to speak in personal and bombastic terms than almost anybody else on the floor. So he's quite effective, though I'm not sure you'd want him to be uh, your defense attorney if you were charged with a crime because he, he's emotional. Uh, he's not deeply intellectual in the way he talks. He's a smart man now. I'm not saying he's not smart, uh, but it's the way he communicates. Frequently, people communicate in a fashion far different uh, from their actual personality. Um, there are some people who are very, very smart, but when they actually get a mic in front of them, they, they act like a completely mesmerized 16-year-old and they sound like it. 
So it's very interesting to watch how progress is being made or not being made um, by people who speak well or who don't. It's one of the arts of life. And in this, in the impeachment proceedings, I would have to say um, that it's that frankly, the Democrats, I believe, have gotten as far as they have. Again, I'm being very careful to strip out anything I might believe about this right now because I want to talk about speaking and not politics. Uh, But the Democrats have gained ground largely through being extremely effective communicators. That was the case in the House. Uh, That's the case in the Senate. You may not like these people. That's not my point. I'm not complimenting their politics. I'm talking about their speaking ability, their communicating ability. Now, we had some uh, the, some folks on the GOP side um, were also very, very effective, slow and steady. But they the, the art of speaking is allowing your emotions, allowing your intonation, allowing your voice and your intensity to rise to the level necessary. And... Uh, I realize you're in the Senate. I realize you aren't going to yell and scream and throw things, but still you have to be intense. Schiff does this well. The rest of his team uh, did this very well. Now, a man who's a little bit less effective is Alan Dershowitz. Again, I'm not talking about the content of what he said, but Alan Dershowitz is uh, incredibly intense almost all the time. So there's not the variation. There's not the rising and falling. There's not the crescendoing that's necessary, not just in good rhetoric, but in pleading a case. So he's intense almost all the time. And what you want to do is be able to rest and look down and have your hands resting on the podium and then look up and ratchet up if you want to have have a variety of uh, tools in your rhetorical toolbox. This impeachment is about uh, process. These proceedings uh, are about incredibly important themes and incredibly important allegations and charges. They will affect our country for years. If you've heard my recent podcast here, you know that I believe that the GOP has to conduct itself in a certain way or it will uh, exacerbate the downward trends demographically that it is uh, having to contend with in ways that it may never recover from. So these are huge issues. And I'm not saying that history always um, always turns on just factors like speaking, but they are massively important. They are massively important. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, he is betrayed by his poor ability to speak, by his odd sentence structure, um, by his repet- repetition. I think he's actually a smarter man than he comes across at. And you, as you, and you know that in our society and in our press, he's portrayed as being quite stupid. Uh, but I don't think he is stupid. I do think he's a very poor speaker. Whatever his ethics, whatever his politics, whether I agree with him or not. And if you've been with us for a while in this podcast, you know where I am on all that. That's not the point right now. He's betrayed by not being, but not being able to speak well. But it's simply because a majority of the country can't speak well, and they relate to him that there was so, there was such a, a rallying to him. Trump himself said, "I am your voice," and boy, was that true. Uh, that is true. People who aren't well-spoken, people who aren't, don't feel empowered, people who don't feel like they're heard or understood relate to Donald Trump in his bumbling speaking way because they're like the people sitting around their dinner table or sitting with him at the bar. So there's a way that that folksiness can work. But when it comes to a trial, when it comes to Senate or House debate, um, you've got to know what you're doing. You've got to know how to speak. You've got to know how to communicate. 
And one of the things I've urged with uh, a couple of the uh, of, uh, leaders of parties uh, is that they have speaker training. You see, here's what goes on. They don't do public speaking classes or oral communication classes very much in high schools anymore or in colleges for that matter. So a person who runs for Congress uh, or, you know, state Senate, or House, uh, mayor gets to that height pretty much with the speaking ability they were born with, with the speaking ability that's just evolved naturally in their lives. But often when they want to go from the House to the Senate, when they want to go from the Senate to the presidency, when they want to go go from being the uh, CEO of, of Ford into the presidency or the, or the owner of a, a bunch of restaurants into the presidency or the mayor of Cleveland into, a, into the presidency to run for president, they've got to up their game. They need some coaching. And frequently by that point, they've got folks around them who are telling them they're awesome and they don't need that kind of coaching. Serious leaders, uh, serious leaders who want to ascend, I think, constantly need coaching and also constantly need help with speech and with uh, not just their own speech, but with the actual text of the speeches uh, and with the tactics that should be built into a speech to make them effective. So we're all dealing with an educational deficit. Some of us have natural gifts for this kind of speaking. All of us need coaching to get to the next level. Now, what does that have to do with the impeachment? I think it's quite possible that the impeachment process only got as far as it did, as rapidly as it did, and, and convinced as many minds as heart and hearts as it did, because quite frankly, in my evaluation, the Democrats had better speakers. I'm not saying their case wasn't in some ways valid, uh, but I am saying that they they did not. Uh, they had the better speakers and the Republicans did not have terrible speakers, but they had people who stumbled and people who bobbled uh, and people who let uh, certain, uh, certain uh, disorders get in their way. And let me tell you the man that I admire very much in the Senate, um, but I think who is uh, very, very uh, diminished by his uh, poor speaking ability. Um, I am from Tennessee, as you know. I lived in Tennessee for many years, and now I split my time between D.C. and Nashville. And uh, and Lamar Alexander has long been one of my senators. I know him. I like him. Um, and Lamar Alexander, I think, came out with a very balanced, nuanced perspective. He was put in a bad position. Since he's a moderate, he was closer to the middle, and therefore his vote, along with the votes of a couple of others, really determined the direction of some things uh, in the Senate trial. Well, laying that aside for the moment, the problem was that once he had decided his vote and written his tweet explaining it, on the air, he's not that smooth. He's not that practiced. Um, he's known to be uh, a wise man and a man of character and a man of moderation, uh, but he's not that articulate. And that may be why he ran, you know, ran for president twice, didn't get close. Uh, it may be why he hasn't gone further than he has, although he's a man I deeply respect. Vanderbilt graduate, former president of the University of Tennessee, um, and, uh, you know, of course, a senator for many years. But it's his speaking ability that does the task. Now, here's a man who's older. I think he's in his 70s. Um, of course, he doesn't think that he needs speaker coaching. I would suggest that everyone at every level needs a fine-tuning in their speaking. And when they have a crisis like he's had the last week, you probably should pull some people in, work on language, work on approach, work on mannerisms. It's just that a 70-year-old senator probably doesn't think he needs that kind of thing. And I say everything I'm saying with deep respect for Lamar Alexander. So a whole bunch of things at once. This impeachment process is being shaped by those who speak well and are practiced and are taught and are learned in the process and who listen to, to outside input. 
and those who don't who do that less well. And also, uh, I think a person who brought a certain degree of wisdom to the process, Lamar Alexander, uh, has been undermined by the fact that he's not the most effective speaker. The fact is we live in a video world, we live in a social media world, we live in a high televised world, and that speaking ability, clarity, knowing what you're doing, knowing the tactics, knowing the intonations, knowing how to connect with an audience, all of those practices, as well as knowing your content and mastering it and packaging it so that it's palatable, all of that is going to win the future. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.